guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And Jake has not yet bought a 996. <laughs> I see that in the notes here. I know he was talking about it on the previous episodes. I was. And you I, I had so many messages like, yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you walked in here and you're like, yup, let's go to Louisiana or Louisville. Yeah, Louisville? Kentucky. Yep. And I'm like, why? And you said, to buy a Carrera 4. C4S. It's the S, Chris. Okay, so you can go faster and and be in a basically an Audi at the same time. Yes. No. Yeah. No. It's probably going to need a Carrera too. No, I have a 911 in the garage. Okay. What's your point? What? This is a daily. This is going to be just a nice you can't, all-weather car. You can't just buy snow tires. Do you know how great? This will be snow tires too. You don't need, if you get stuck in the snow, you've got a Macan. That right. you can take out when it's really snowing or if right. you're in a blizzard. Right. Otherwise, think how fun a Carrera 2 this, would be with snow tires so in the snow. So this would be my wife's car. Because I already have a 911, and I also have a really nice Macan, so she's okay. like, well, she I want to have, wants to have, the fun have a fun car. Well, I understand that. You know, yeah. it's it can be uh, a little honest. Which actually is basically the same as what we were before. She had the RS4, right. and I had a truck. Well, at least it's a Carrera 4S. You know, you got a little bit more, right. more going on there. It's bright yellow. <laughs> it's speed yellow. Oh my gosh! Well, that's perfect for her. That's it gonna, is be gonna be right be up. Perfect is she excited about this? She is. She's like, go tomorrow. Let's are, do it. Come are on. you both gonna drive down? No, probably just me. Okay, she's got to work and do some right. Do some doctoring. Right, doctoring. F- fix some people. Fix people. Make them, make them better. Correct. Well, that's good that you're fixing her by getting making her whole again with her with her new car. Exactly. So, but why don't you? It says why don't you have a nine nine six yet? Is because you were waiting for this one or what's? I mean, what's, so here's the whole story. That I haven't really told yet. Okay. So back when my Hummer broke down, what had actually happened when I was off-roading is I ran it out of oil and it threw a rod bearing. It actually threw four rod bearings. I thought it was only one. Nope. And okay, the reason so let me, I let me, it, so, it, Hold on. Holding. <laughs> Did this thing run out of oil because you can't check the oil because you're too short? <laughs> ha 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 it is difficult for me. it is i it mean is. that's the yeah. only reason i'm saying you're like hey chris check this out i have to climb up on the bumper to, to get to the dipstick <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason i bring it up because yeah. it's a it's a no, fact it was like at an extreme angle and i was revving the piss out of it so anyways i definitely starved it out of oil Do those things not have a baffle or are they just it's a, just an oil pan it's just a pan baby okay yeah so that's what actually happened back in february Okay. Right. So then I got it over to my p- parents' house, and I, I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the the really kind of easy, shady way of fixing Just it. Just replace the bearings and down the road. Yep. So my plan was I was going to drop the pan, which I did, which was a uh, – it was, it was a bitch. Why? Because it's axles right there, steering racks right there, cross members right there. Yep. And then the, um, the oil pump pickup tube is all – different and mounted as part of the pan so it's like it was just a nightmare getting out so i've been working on it not really wanting to work on it an hour here and there yeah so finally on friday when i was talking to the guy that had this black 996 that was all jazzed about he's like the other day did you go look at that car yes i did okay continue so he said all right he looked up this Hummer. He's like, I actually was looking at these for a while. Like, I know they're really cool. They're it's really perfect. rare. Right. And so I was like, all right, so what would you give me? He's like, if it's as clean as, you know, as it seems with that mileage, I'll give you 14 grand for it. It would basically be a trade. Right. But in your head, you're like, well. So in my head. You're, the morality of it there. Because you kind of want to just trade that thing in and just He get said rid of it. he would just put it on auction. He wouldn't keep it. Oh, okay. So I didn't feel too bad. Okay. 
but I didn't tell him the whole story, <laughs> right? So I was like, all right, I raced back home. I had the bearings, the new bearings in. Four of them were just toast. I should bring one of them in. Okay. Is and it full copper? It's No, they're aluminum. Oh, they okay. So they're yeah. not coated bearings no. or anything. Nope. And so I had it all put back together. All I had to do was put the pan on and put it all back together, fill it full of oil and start it up and pray. Okay. Right? Which I did. I spent like three hours praying everything back up. <laughs> I thought you were you spent three hours praying. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's about the right amount of time you're going to need for this. And I turned it on. Oh, it cranked forever. It was like just not sounding right. And it was just knock, knock, knocking on heaven's no, door still. It's done. I was so defeated. That's oh. why I tried calling you. To like no. basically have you commiserate with me. Yeah, I'm I was sorry. so defeated. And so I went back to the guy. I told him uh, not the whole story, not like, hey, I was misleading you the whole time. Right. But I was like, it has a rod knock. And what would you give me as is? And so the previous offer was 14. And he's like, I think it was his I don't want to deal with it price was six grand. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was right. going to say six or seven. But that, I mean, it's obviously a lot of work. It's So I've looked into it. You can buy one of these engines for three grand. Okay. And is it easier to replace the motor than it is to do an oil pan? <laughs> yes, probably, right? Because working from the top is always easier. So, but here's the thing. So, I so that deal fell through. And probably good because that wasn't the ideal 996. Really want this yellow one. What year is this yellow one? It's an 02. Okay, so it's got the updated look. It's the updated look to everything. It. Yep. Updated and What color is the interior? Black with okay. yellow accents. Oh no! Like the piping and the seat no, belts. No, it's stuff? not that bad. It's the uh, seat backs were custom, like optioned yellow. Yeah. What about the center console with the e-brake and stuff? Yeah, is that's, that's yellow. That's yellow. That's wow. a bit too ostentatious Ooh, for me. That thing is does have be... the seat yellow seat belts, which I feel like if you have a yellow car in a Porsche, it doesn't you have need yellow, yellow gauges, does it? Oh, I hope not. Oh no! I hope not. When I got my nine nine six, someone had basically six. They put like vinyl overlays <laughs> right. over, and they were brown. So That's I had to take right, the because I had to it was take a brown interior, tan oh, interior. It just that was, was awful. Hideous. It was the worst. So here's what I want to say though: this truck would be a great deal for someone who wants to V8 swap it. Yeah, it's the perfect example to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really nice truck. So does it have? A, it has a cracked windshield, though. I'm assuming. No, it doesn't. I just I replaced it. the crack windshield. <laughs> no, it goes through like two a year, but yeah, no, right now it's pristine, Chris, pristine. For the next five minutes. So get at me if you want a Hummer truck project to V8 swap. Yeah, there you go. That would be fun for somebody. Um, I was. So when are you going to get it? You're tomorrow? No, well, they're all, all the dealers are closed. No, but you can still do by appointment only, right? Well, I mean, today's Sunday, Saturday. They were all closed. Oh, so yeah. I could I call them. So right. I'm going to call them tomorrow if they're open. Otherwise, Tuesday, I'll and call them. And just trade the S3. And are you tired of dealing with the floor mat guy and the tire guy? Well, yes. <laughs> oh, what did it, why didn't he buy the car? He called me. He was like, set to go, going to come out. And he goes, Jake, I just heard from my boss that I'm getting laid off. Woo. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess like, that'll do it. Sorry. <laughs> so you're going to drive the S3 down there and trade it in, yep. just get rid of it. Yep. And that sucks. I mean, that's financially a bummer. You know, that's not going to add up well. It's not great, <laughs> but I'm still in a better position than a lot of people. Like yeah. the guy that lost his job. Yeah, for sure. I guess there, right? there is So that's that. how I'm looking so at So how much is this thing? It is, they're asking 25. <sighs> they're worth that much? Yeah. Wow. I know. Okay, so what, how many miles are on this thing? It's a little higher mileage. It's over 100. but They're still that expensive, huh? Yeah. For the career. Well, the fours are are desirable. Right. And it's a six-speed. Just, I guess, not to you. Yes, it is. Uh, no, speed. not to me. I would rather have... I, I, I don't enjoy the all-wheel drive in a 911. I think it just 
makes it. It does make it. It a makes little it more something. Muted it's and heavier. Absolutely, and it makes it something it was never intended to be. In my opinion, they made a, uh, the four wheel drive version for people that are just oh, the nine elevens are so scary. Oh, with their you know with the rear engine. Well, we'll make an all wheel drive version just for the people, so they're not scared. <laughs> you know, so they're in the snow, they can daily drive it. They don't yeah. have to feel scared. You know, I think that's why that all wheel drive system exists. Okay. I don't know. I just think it's never what the 911 was intended to be was all wheel drive. Tell that to the 959 or any of the rally cars. That's a different. That's different. Different. That is different. 100%. First of all, that's uh, basically a 959 variant. So it's a different car. I mean, it's a 911. The 959 is 911 variant. I'm just saying, as a a consumer car, Uh as a street car, it was never intended to be all wheel drive. Okay. It just. I think when Audi came out with all-wheel drive and started spanking everybody. Why is every single 911 Turbo all-wheel drive then? What are you talking about? Every single 911 Turbo is all-wheel drive. That is false. Every single 911 Turbo is all-wheel drive except for GT2s. That's oh, you're talking about new cars? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't verify or deny that. I have no idea. I don't. Ever since 993, they've all been all-wheel drive. I love how just dumbfounded and disappointed you are at this now. <laughs> I am so disappointed. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? Why do they do this? See? You're wrong. I don't know. I still don't believe that it was never available in rural drive. Well, the 930s, of course, were. Yeah, I just... And uh, I, you might be right about 993s. Those I don't know. But for sure, 996 and on, all 911 turbos are all-wheel drive. All of them. Every single one except GT2. I'm going to have to take your word for it, I guess. I just am totally just blown away by that fact just blown away. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't pay that much attention to the new cars anyway, but that's really disappointing. Really disappointing. Okay. So sad. I don't, I mean, no. Why, why did they make them all-wheel drive? Because people couldn't handle it? Well, it's better traction with all the power. Come on. What? They have tracked. Well, I guess they didn't really have that great attraction troll on the 996 and stuff like that. Regardless, all-wheel drive is not that bad of a thing, Chris. Yes, it is. Okay. I think it is a crutch. Okay, why do trucks have all-wheel drive? Why are we talking all of a sudden about trucks? Because what? So just every all-wheel drive system is a crutch. Oh, it's a terrible thing. It is. It is less. It takes less skill to drive an all-wheel drive car than it does to take to drive a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah, head over to patreon.com slash overcrest. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the show. It really helps us out, and you get access to all of our exclusive content. These are episodes that we've recorded only for Patreon members. We do one a month, and we got a new one coming up soon that I need to get on top of here. It's already the end of the month somehow. It is. It's creeping up. What is the date today? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we'll have have an exclusive episode episode up for you uh, by the end of the month. And just head over to patreon.com slash overcrest if you'd like to hear that. And the and the and quite a backlog now yeah, of all the exclusive sure. episodes that we have for the Patreon guys. We also have additional tiers if you want to uh, help out a lot more. We have a $10 tier as well as a $25 tier. Yep. And we'd love to give a shout out to some of our newer, higher tier patrons. Yeah, so just this week, Brandon Flash signed up for the $10 Patreon. I really appreciate that. We're going to get him out a t-shirt. And one of the new things that we can't tell anybody about yet because <laughs> they're not here. But they're in the mail. So uh, once. So- Good. Once one of the mystery things come come in, we'll we'll send him and everybody else that's a ten or twenty five dollar patron one of those as well. Okay, let's get to the news. We have a new electric drag racing record. 
I didn't know. Obviously, there was a record. Yeah. It doesn't matter how fast or slow it actually was. There was a record. There was, yeah. Because we have to separate the two, right? We have to say. so far off. Which I will get to in a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's just so different that they just have to separate them out. It's almost... I'm trying to think of like a human endeavor where things get where records get. It's like men and women. I was just gonna say that. you don't even compare men and women's records unless you're doing some social justice stuff where the woman used to be a man, but now she's <laughs> now she's in women wrestling like school. There was a there was I think it was oh, uh, it was uh, uh, like disc throwing or uh, what's the other? shot put. There's like a dude that became a man or a dude, a dude that, that became a man. At age How did that happen, Chris? Puberty. <laughs> <laughs> a dude became a woman in a shot put, and of course, she went and like decimated the competition. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, you I mean there's stuff like that, but um, these are quite different as well. So they put them in different categories. But I just want to play you the clip of the car doing what it does, and a little bit of commentary ahead of time. Uh, I hope you guys are are just get excited, get yourself wound up. These this. <laughs> It's, yeah. Just yeah. All right. Here you go. It sounds powerful. It looks powerful. <laughs> okay. First of all, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Neither <laughs> one of those things are true. It neither sounds powerful nor does it look powerful. It looks like a Drake's drag ra- missing, missing an engine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what powerful means if you're looking at something like this and you think it looks if powerful. If you look at a top fuel dragster, that thing looks powerful. That thing looks scary. Okay. It, it looks scary because you know what it is. So let's say you were just a, Any a, air scoop looks powerful. Hold on. If my grandma, uh-huh. or let's say somebody that was, we dr- let's grab like an Amish dude who's never seen a car before. And we take him to the track and we put both not, of them right next to each other. That's not a fair assumption, Chris. I think they've seen cars. Okay, I'm just, Jake, damn it. <laughs> let's, <laughs> an alien. Okay, let's, let's go back to- uh, Back in time. We're okay. going to go back in time. We're going to grab Bob, okay? Yep. Bob is a, uh, a cobbler yeah. in 1750. We're going to bring him up to- He now. goes by Robert, though, Chris, because he's a professional. Yes, he's Robert the cobbler. We bring Robert the cobbler to a drag racing event. And uh-huh. without starting them, without having the noise be yeah. a factor, we park the electric one and the drag racing one uh-huh. with the- combustion engine in it right next to each other right. which one do you think he thinks is going to look faster i think he's going to be scared to death of the top fuel dragster <laughs> just by looking at yeah. it yeah just like oh yeah i think you're right and the reason is because there's a lot going on there is when a you lot. visually look at it you're like oh my god if you didn't know anything you go wow that looks complicated right. especially whereas, if, you, if, if you've only been sewing shoes this new engine is something that's going to be pretty wild yeah whereas this thing looks like a top fuel dragster with just like a silver box where the engine should be. right it's just there's not a lot going on so and uh you'll hear the sound which basically is the tires going and then it just drives away yep. i mean there's there's really no sound so it does it does not look fast no it does not sound fast but so, according to this guy it does it sounds powerful it looks powerful Some very smart men from AEM Electronics are here. They were able to dial it in with the laptop and increase power by 10% from the last run. We also know during the last run, Steve had to lift at about 1,100 feet due to the car getting out of shape. They're hoping the increase in tire pressure is able to cure that problem. The previous run was 185. One, there it is. History 752201. So the whole thing, they were trying to be the first electric dragster to reach 200 miles per hour trap speed. Right. And which is which is fast. Oh, very fast. It's very fast. Don't get me wrong. But it's 
think of it this way, okay? I, I compare it like this. It's kind of like having sex with a girl that doesn't make any noise. <laughs> yes, you're having sex. So it's already good, right? It's already good because you're uh -huh. already doing it. Uh -huh. But you just kind of want her to say your name a couple of times <laughs> just to let you know that you're doing a great job. But if she just lays there and doesn't make any noise, or maybe she just breathes. Just the wrong noises, too. She just right? kind of squeaks or breathes yeah. lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she makes a little bit of a worrying Is your sound. Wife, a mouse, perchance. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so, a, it's something's missing. Agreed. Yes, it is good. But it is missing an entire sense. Yeah. So what is this thing actually, Chris? I looked into it. It is a the chassis is a 240 inch wheelbase National Hot Rod Association certified 6.5 second dragster. So it's basically a rail type dragster. So it's built to go six and a half seconds with That's a gas engine. That's when it's certified to do that particular okay. chassis design. The battery pack is purpose built using lithium polymer batteries, which produce 800 volts. I don't know what that means. Neither did I. Okay, so, so let's put that into perspective. Mean? A Tesla Model S packs 400 volts in its battery pack. But as we no, know... No, it's amperage is what you really need. You need right, that... So volts don't mean anything by themselves. So the batteries in the drags are able to produce 2,000 amps, which brings total electrical power output to 1.6 megawatts. Which isn't Doc, doesn't he call it, isn't it 1.6 gigawatts? 1.6, 1.2 gigawatts. gigawatts, yeah. Something like What's that. What's more, hey, a gigawatt or a, or a megawatt? Megawatt is only a million. A gigawatt is like a lot more than a million. All right, well, we still have a long way to go. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, compare that power, though, to a lowly Tesla. P1RD makes only 438 kilowatts. So this thing's basically four times as powerful as the top Tesla P100D. And weighs... So significantly less. Yeah, exactly. So power is transmitted through two custom wound axial flux dual stack motors, which I don't know what that means. Uh, they also have four of the actual power controllers. It's I, I don't understand what those do either. It's four oh, there's a controller, 700 there's, amp controllers. There's a controller for each motor. Okay. Basically is what sure. they're saying. So a, a Tesla Model S weighs 5,000 pounds. Yeah. This, this thing weighs... 2,000 pounds. So that's right. a 3,000 pound difference. Yeah. And every 100 horsepower, or I'm sorry, every 100 pounds is worth about six horsepower. So that just, so if we put, uh, what is that? 3,000. That's not a linear. Eh, that can't be linear. I'm sure it's not exactly linear, but that's kind of the general, the, rule. The general rule. So okay. what if you have a difference of 3,000 pounds, that's 3,000, that's 30, 30 100s. So that's 180 horsepower difference just on weight alone i think it's more than that you, th you do yeah do the math i don't think your equation makes sense the six to 100 yeah that's co very common that's commonly that's you have to have some sort of base for when you weight reduce what you're kind of gaining for horsepower that way when your 200 pound friend gets in your car you can be like well i just lost 12 horsepower yeah, but that fat equation is going to work for like a miata versus like a, a semi truck like it's not linear that wouldn't make sense why? Because you're removing a much smaller percentage of weight from the heavier object. Right, but this is just kind of a general rule of thumb. That's why okay. it's called a general rule of thumb, because you just kind of, you can use that as a baseline to guess. Regardless, it's much faster. It did the best ET of 7.52 seconds is what it did the quarter in, and that 201 uh, mile per hour uh, actual trap speed. Keep in mind, though, that's still way off from what those top fuel dragsters that we saw last year were doing. They trap around 335 miles per hour and do a quarter in 
0.6 seconds. So why don't they just put bigger motors and bigger batteries in? Are they kind of working their way up, or is it is there a limit to what? I think because then you're fighting weight. There has to be some sort of kind of like balancing of how much weight you're adding versus how much more power you can get out of it. Right. I'm I'm assuming that they're they're discharging the battery by the end of the track, so yeah. they're using all of the power that's in the battery because they don't want to waste anything. Right. Right. Just like the top fuel dracers only run the amount of fuel that they need yeah. to get to the end of the track. So there must be something where they can't add more batteries. I don't know. I don't know either. All right, so you know Nissan has been having a little bit of trouble. Supposedly. With the Carlos Ghosn thing, which we kind of alluded to the other day, where he went yeah. you know, with fraud, and then the company wasn't doing very well before all of this pandemic stuff. It was kind of, you know, the new car sales were were really starting to drop, which means the the used car sales were starting to drop. So it's all this kind of like this cycle that's been going on right. with, because if people aren't, if the, manu, if, the, if the dealers aren't ordering the car as manufacturing goes down, Right. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's an obvious thing. So regardless, they're right now money. things are are going even worse for them. They have. I can have the news up. Uh, it, it's getting much worse. The Skyrine and the 370Z. The Skyrine. The Skyrine are going to be hitting the cutting room floor. Maybe. Nissan is expected to announce a 2.8 billion dollar package of savings measures, which will include shutting down the Datsun brand for good. Wait. Dotson was still a thing. That's the first thing Wait, I thought. What? <laughs> no, that's what it says. I thought Dotson died in like 1989 or yeah. something like that. Reuters has revealed further details of the firm's plans, which will involve a greater reliance on its partner Renault and have even bigger focus on SUVs, crossover, and commercial vehicles in Europe. This move will likely result in the Z and GTR, otherwise known as the Skyrine, models <laughs> being scrapped on this continent. One of the news agency's sources said. Yeah, I guess. You know, I really hope this means that the, there was the new 400Z thing that was maybe coming. Right, it was going to be the successor to the 370. Yeah, and the, and the Z the Z logo got redesigned and repatented. So I know that they were trying to do stuff. So, I mean, the, the Skyrine and the 370Z have been around for like 10 or 15 you years. You realize they're not actually calling it the Skyline anymore. It's just just the GTR. I know, but that's no fun. Okay. and But those they, they haven't changed. True. You know, and, but here's my thing. Is I was wondering, the other day I was just like railing about... About cars that continually have to change. Like, oh, we have to get bigger. We have to get faster. <laughs> and here you are. And here I'm like, well, they haven't changed anything. And now I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite. But yeah. that might be because I didn't really, you know, if I loved the car, maybe I would be kind of disappointed just that it, that, that, or happy that it didn't change. Right. Because I don't really care about the car. I'm kind of like, I never change anything. That's, I agree. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, it's uh, kind of a bummer, just an update on Nissan. Um, also, Volvo's which were getting really boring with all the safety stuff that they were doing. <laughs> That's all they ever had. I know. They're getting even more boring. Wow. And uh, Volvos are boring. That's for sure. They're beautiful. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, their interiors are nice. I like their designs. They're beautiful, but they're, they're a snooze. And I was trying to think of Volvos that weren't boring, and I really couldn't think of anything other than, like, uh, like an old wagon with a red block in it with a big turbo that was drifting all over the place. That doesn't seem boring. But even Only the, because it's not what you expect. Right. The V70R, the S60R, that kind of stuff was was cool. But the the problem is, is that you couldn't really do anything with the all-wheel yeah. drive system. The Halidex in there was super locked up. Yeah. You couldn't drift them. The car would always stop you from doing anything you wanted to do just because it's Volvo. They didn't want you drifting into a tree, so they made it so you couldn't. Just kind of a boring car all around. Okay, so how is it getting more boring? All right, so they say, quote, we believe that a car maker has a responsibility to help improve traffic safety, said Malin Ekholm, head of Volvo Car Safety Center. Our speed limiting technology, 
It's like, well, let's be honest. Speed limiting technology has been around for a very long time. It's just cruise control. Speed limiting technology is not cruise control. It's a speed. Oh, you're limiting. talking the limiter. The speed limiting I, for technology. Some reason I was yeah, thinking, yeah. Like, the speed limiting cruise. technology and the dialogue that it initiated fits that thinking. What do you mean? We've had this. There's 115 miles an hour was the limit on some of my older cars. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the limit. Anyway, the speed and cap care key. Speed cap. <laughs> what the hell is the, the speed, speed cap, cap and, and care, care key. key? What is a care key? Help people reflect and realize that speeding is dangerous while also providing extra peace of mind and supporting better driver behavior. So is this like the red key in the Dodge Hellcat, but it's the opposite? It just It's the slow key? Yeah, it's the brown key. <laughs> <laughs> the speed limit, you ask? 112 miles per hour. Okay, so it's just all cars are going to be limited to 112 now? Yeah. What's their, their, the Polestar? Yeah. What's the point of buying a Polestar? Well, their Polestar now is going to be all electric. Still, what's the point of buying a Polestar if it only Maybe does? that won't be applied to the Polestars. Maybe they're treating Polestar like a whole different brand. They're, they're driving towards zero fatalities is what they want. They want right. nobody to die in any of their cars. Right. And that doesn't... They're not going to go, we want nobody to die in any of our cars except for the Polestars. They could die in those. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, Volvo also pointed out that driving above a certain speed reduces the effectiveness of driver-assistant technologies and smart infrastructure. Okay. Yeah. The company pointed to research showing that many drivers didn't have a proper understanding of the dangers of speeding. They basically want zero fatalities to anyone driving their car. Right, exactly. Aside from speeding, Volvo says intoxication and distraction are the two other most common causes of accidents. The company says it plans to address both in future vehicles. How do you... Uh, okay, well, we all know that... <laughs> <laughs> I know, Look, they're just trying to take on everything. They're just trying to take on everything, and... Okay, so let's say that the uh, the the driver assistant technologies and smart infrastructure doesn't work super great at certain speeds at higher speeds. Right. Okay, so at some point, we have to be responsible. For, no, for correct. ourselves. You're talking about personal responsibility. Why don't we just? If you buy a Volvo, you must just park it in your garage and never drive it. There you go. Then Zero there fatalities. Won't be any accidents. Zero fatalities. No problems. <laughs> I just it it sucks to you know. Obviously, this is the way. At some point, everyone's going to go this direction. Yeah. It's just it's kind of inevitable, but. It's it's sad because we've seen, you know, a hundred years of performance advancement mm -hmm. just to see everything get castrated now. Agreed. It's, it's really, really disappointing to 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 see that. So uh do you remember talking about Hertz? Yeah. How we were saying how they They were going bankrupt. Maybe what were they they were seeking out bankruptcy insurance or something, or something along those lines. Yeah, they were trying to figure out how they could get their banks to not foreclose on them. Right. Basically is what the, the banks called in. They're they're screwed. They're bankrupt. Hertz officially? is officially bankrupt. Wow. Um, so get ready for the market to be flooded Absolutely. with used cars. I was looking around a little bit. It seems like you can get a 10 or 15% discount. Really? Which is pretty big if you think about a you know a $30,000 car. Yeah, no kidding. You know, 10% is, is pretty big. Um, I'm just, Jake, what is the world's best off-road vehicle? Ooh, that, um, I don't know, like a... It's it's anything a you can Unimog? rent. No, it's anything you can rent from Hertz. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay. I, yes. Yes. Hundred percent. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a Chevy Spark in Hawaii years ago and went down this road that was not a road on the Chevy Spark and just scraping along the bottom, boulders, everything else, like three wheeling it on boulders and stuff. Oh, I was man. like, as long as I don't rip a fuel line, I'm set. The uh, sir, hello, welcome to the Hertz fire sale. Would you like to buy the extended warranty? <laughs> yeah, because they always ask you that. <laughs> Did you know that you could get a Hertz Camaro SS? Right. Well, Hertz always did always the cool special edition stuff. Yeah. So those are for sale too. 
Wow. The Hertz Edition Camaro SS features a cold air intake system, upgraded cat-pack exhaust, which puts the power up to, up to 480. Inside, there are unique headrests emblazoned with the number 24 logo and William Byron, who's a NASCAR driver. I'd okay. look him up. He looks like he's 12. The ZL1 <laughs> models share the same interior treatments but get a much larger boost in power thanks to a Callaway SC750 supercharger package. The result is wow. 750 horsepower. 110 more than the ZL1. imagine the guys that would rent these things? Just thrashed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the end of this says, uh, we found a lightly uh, low mileage example of one of these listed for $50,000, which is pretty reasonable for a lightly modified example. And in my head, I go, the squirrel I saw dead on the road on the way here was also lightly modified <laughs> and probably in better condition than no some of these. Kidding. This little squirrel that's just like flat. It's just just oh flat as goodness. hell. And that's what I think of when I think of getting a Hertz edition Camaro SS from hurts right it's just absolutely no thanks no way but yeah if you're in the market for a used rental car this there's no such thing as a lightly used rental car no nope, they're think? all just heavily used they're just heavily <laughs> used all right next story chris do you remember the iconic short film rendezvous yeah where they actually fooled everybody with uh, what they were driving they thought it was a ferrari but it was actually a grandpa car Right, it was a Mercedes. Yeah, it was like a big SEL type I forget thing, what yeah. it is. But anyways, yeah. It had the like big block in it, like the seven and a half. 6.3 liter. 6.3 liter, yep. that's what it was. And so he strapped the camera onto his front bumper and like ran through Paris at 5 a.m. Yep. at absurd speeds. And then the reason- This they was in it was one a, of our best movie, yes, uh, car exactly. movies of all time. The reason they basically thought, it, everyone thought it was a Ferrari is because they dubbed over a Ferrari 275 exhaust note over right. that. Yeah. So this weekend- when the Principality of Monaco is scheduled to be shut down for the Grand Prix race, well, due to COVID, that yeah, didn't the race happen. It, it's canceled. Yeah. So making the best of a bad situation, Ferrari ace Charles Leclerc will reclaim... Leclerc. Leclerc? Yes. That's how you Charles say Leclerc? Leclerc? He's French. There's no K in any French word, dude. There's a C at the end of his name, Chris. Nobody in France says K anything. It's Leclerc. all... Leclerc. Yeah, exactly. Charles it all Leclerc. sounds like the... Like if you just... If you take a... <laughs> if you take a donut, like an eclair shoved with custard, and you squeeze it, and all the custard comes shooting out, every French word sounds exactly <laughs> like right, that. All right, so it's Charles Leclerc. <laughs> we'll recreate the film Rendezvous. So Monaco authorities have actually confirmed that roads will be closed between 6.45 and 9 a.m. on Sunday to facilitate the filming of the new short film. It's suggested the new version will be called Le Grand Rendezvous. So being in Monaco instead of Paris, it obviously won't be a recreation, not to mention the fact that this is not nearly as cool since it's sanctioned and they're yeah, that closing was, that down was the, the streets cool thing for it. Is that it was it was illegal. Like so the, apparently the the director of the original, he he attempted to have everything done right yeah. and sanctioned, yep. shut down the streets, and they were just like, no, we won't yeah. do that. Yeah. So he just did it. Yeah, and we did a, a thing on this. You should go back and listen to that episode if you're curious about this. We go into the history of this. Yeah. What, he got like arrested, and they wouldn't give him his driver's license back. Right. It's a really, really interesting story. It's one of the uh, best movie cars of all time episodes right. way back when. So regardless, it, what's he driving? kind of cool to see. What's he driving? I assume a Ferrari, since he's a Ferrari guy. That is also a, another black mark on the whole thing. You'd rather see him in a big Mercedes? No, I would not like to see him. Well, yeah, I think I would like to see him in a Mercedes, like a like an AMG Black Edition or something. I got to be honest with you guys. We've been interrupted about twenty five <laughs> times. Some dude lo lo like locked his keys in his 
studio. He's come over here like five times to try and use our phone, which we've graciously helped him out. But if it seems a little weird, it's because we've had to stop and start this episode. This is like, the most disjointed. <laughs> like 150 times. But I, I apologize. All right. So say goodbye to the naturally aspirated Porsche 911 Carrera. So this is because they're all going to be turbocharged now. Right. Well, you can get a Boxer and a Cayman with a naturally aspirated engine, but that engine does not fit in the Carrera. There's no way to do it, they said. They just can't do it. Really? Yeah. So Dr. Frank Stefan Walser, the man responsible for Porsche's sports cars, has confirmed that there will be no return to naturally aspirated flat six engines for the 911 Carrera range. Although the GT cars will continue with their NA motors for as long as it's feasibly possible. To right. Do so. so we still will have a GT3 with right. actually aspirated. But you, you're just not going to have like a like a 3.6. Right. Just There's no or a base. four liter or anything like that. Mm. Speaking at the reveal of the new 911 Targa, which, by the way, looks like a Targa. It's really just really special. Walser explained that despite the return <laughs> of a naturally aspirated. Was that? Were you being a little facetious oh there? Oh my gosh, who cares? Uh, I just get I just get bored with all the different like Porsche has too many different things that they do. Yeah. So it's it's just like, okay, well, they there's just, just another one. Trim levels. Yeah, and another one. Whatever that meme is. I don't know. There's just too many. Speaking of the re- reveal of the new 911 Targa, he explained that despite the return of a naturally aspirated flat six in the 1718 Boxster. And Cayman GTS models, which use a detuned version of the four-liter GT4 Spider engine, oh, there was wow. there is no possibility of this engine being offered in a 911. Why? Carrera. He went on to say, the four-liter engine in the GTS can can't be rotated through 180 degrees to fit in the 911. We will not see them again. The natural aspirated engines. Well, I'm sorry about that. He okay. says that's I'm. I do not accept your apology, right, Mr. Frank. Because they obviously can fit a GT3, which is a 911 with... I have a question. What? Why are there all these dudes that work for Porsche and Volkswagen? Why are they all doctors? It's like Dr. Ferdinand Porsche, Dr. Frank Stefan Wallace. What do you get a doctor in? Engineering. No, you don't get a doctor. Do you get a doctor of engineering? or do you Anything, get a- Yeah, your, any PhD is a doctorate. All they have is just their PhD in engineering. I guess you're not going to call him Fid Frank Stefan Wallace or a, <laughs> a PhD is a doctorate. Okay, so that's why you call him. I yes. got it. Okay, okay. So they're just super smart guys. I still don't accept his apology. I don't care. If he's a doc- <laughs> I don't care if he's a doctor or not. He was on to say, quote, the R&D costs are too high to develop such an engine for the Carrera. And producing individual engines for different markets such as China, U.S., and Europe isn't viable. The Carrera will always be turbocharged in the future, says. Until it's not because it's electric. Says Dr. Frank. There was, however, some Dr. good news Frank. for. <laughs> there was, however, some good news. That's that's Doctor Frank. Yeah. There was, however, some good news for those who enjoy changing gear themselves while driving their 911. Doctor Frank confirmed that as long as there remains demand for a manual 911, it will provide one. So that's nice. Other than the fact that it's like some crazy seven-speed thing, which a seven-speed yeah. manual just seems odd when you look at it and you see like another seven, <laughs> like that extra dog leg to go up. I would a, be concerned that was actually reversed somehow. I'd be like, no. They will, I'm sure they've got it dialed in where you can, this is, it's kind it's kind of like getting a hot fudge Sunday, but they won't give you the hot fudge. In my opinion, I just, it's here. We're going to give you this. You think it's good, but we're going to take some things away from it. I just, I, I want the option, you know, having the option of a turbo or a naturally aspirated engine was always kind of like this personal preference choice, right? So you're, you're a turbo guy or you're a naturally aspirated guy, yeah. right? So now what they've done is they'd made the turbo engines feel like naturally aspirated engines. Right. And they and you don't really have that choice anymore. And I always kind of like the ability to choose between the two because they both had these different characteristics. You can. And you that's just one have of the, to spend twice as much and get a GT3 now. Yeah. Twice <laughs> as much. I think it's probably, probably more than that. Yeah. So, Chris, do you want to know something else to hate about China? 
Oh, great. They are ruining the smell of new cars. Okay. All right. What are... <laughs> All right. I, I can't... Bear with me okay. on this. What is one of the most sensual, special things about a brand new car? The new car smell. Right. It's new car smell. It's so iconic. You can buy air fresheners and even candles that are meant to evoke that new car smell, right? You know what I noticed was when we drove that Genesis? Yeah. That it smelled European. Did yeah. you notice that? Like You're right. There's... Audi. Did you see the little thing Audi tweeted about the other day? I'm getting there. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I am. So, new car smell, it's obviously, a we love it. However, the single largest complaint of new car buyers in China is the odor. What do they want to smell? In fact, it is so prevalent. This smells like capitalism. <laughs> I need this to smell like oppression and bat viruses. <laughs> this doesn't smell like the snake soup I had this morning. The complaint is so prevalent that it's more than double the second most prevalent complaint of new car buyers, which is excessive fuel consumption. To address this, quote, problem, Ford recently made a patent application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for a special odor removal process. Isn't that just like ozone? Don't they just put an ozone machine in the car? And it's, <laughs> no, really. No, if you want to know the process, I didn't get into it, but their process is basically turning the heat on full blast, rolling down all the windows and leaving it in the hot sun for like a week. Before they sell a car. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the concern, of course, is that this will be an industry-wide global practice now, ridding us of that delightful... Oh, so no cars car are going to come with that's, the new well, car I mean, that's anymore. Yeah, if China doesn't want it, and now Ford is going to offer it without scent, all the Here's other manufacturers the are going to come on board. Old Volkswagens smell very... Like, remember the Mark 3s and Mark 4s smelled like crayons? Yes. It Do you remember this? their glue, as it deteriorated, would make an odor that smelled exactly like Crayola. 100% And as like the crayons. cars got older, they got more and more <laughs> fragrant. It's terrible. Old Mercedes had these seats that had... Uh, I don't think it was actually horsehair, but they had these, what was called, quote-unquote, horsehair seats, were underneath the, the leatherette or the... What is it called? Uh, the MB Tex, which is like this vinyl that lasts forever okay and underneath it was this horsehair looking stuff and it smelled very very specific that very has distinct. a very very distinct smell old volkswagen rabbits and mark twos yeah any mark two mark one volkswagen they all have a very specific smell and it all has to do with the materials that are being used right exactly and so, that's my point is is it's all tied to memory you know oh, for sure when i get into an old mercedes i always go back to the first blowjob i ever got <laughs> It, it's the memories. Because that's what it smelled like. <laughs> it's just that 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 tan Mercedes that I had that I took to prom. I mean, it's it, it's tied to a very very important memory in my life. I see. I mean, every guy remembers the first. Yes. And it's that car. It's that smell. It was that back seat. <laughs> and I very specifically remember it. And so what's going to happen with these new cars? Guys are going to be getting blowjobs in these new cars, and they're never going to remember. They have no it's reference terrible. point. They have it's no. It's terrible. I just wanted to get down to the real tragedy of that all. That is a tragedy. Yeah. And I could have any. Memories tied. <laughs> On a related note, Chris, this is what you were getting to. Do you know what Nasentim means in German? Uh, nasal team. It, it is nose team, yes, which is a special division within Audi that has been in place since 1985. It is the sole job of these guys to ensure the smells and materials and chemicals used in the production process of each of their car are as pleasant as possible. So they're like sommeliers for cars. Yes. So it's five guys. One of the key members of Audi's nose team is Heiko Lusenmaschengreiber. He says, the smell of a vehicle is pivotal comfort feature that can influence the ownership experience of a car. Which is exactly what you just said. It's true. So it's Audi absolutely gets true. it. 
and they've, they've been smelling all of their glues and materials I mean, since nineteen. These guys are these guys could lose their job. This is this is terrible. What would they, what do you think they would go on to smelling next? Do you think they'd go to like a cheese factory? <laughs> or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or they just go back to doing wine. This wine smells of <laughs> of pearled walnut and and, and vinyl, <laughs> silk stitching, and smells like the cowhide of an Italian mare <laughs> or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens to those poor guys. But, you know, we got to keep the memories possible. And the Chinese are just going to ruin something else, apparently. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> With that, that's will, all the news I got. Next week. What's that? On the podcast. Yes. We have Jeff Zwart. Yes. Which is, I've been really looking forward to this one. Uh, How do I, you describe Jeff to someone who doesn't know who Jeff Zwart is? Jeff Zwart is a... You know, one of the things that, you know, I did a lot of research on him, and I, I don't have the note for the exact quote uh, pulled up in front of me, but his uh, ability to capture speed hmm. without, and I asked this question in the episode, I'm like, how do you capture speed? Because you can show speed very easily. Right. You can show it via, you know, uh, Imperial, you know, which is numbers. You can look at the numbers sure. of what okay, you're doing. Sure, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, or you, can, or you can do actual motion. You can see it going fast. Right. But... Speed is so much more than motion. Oh, I know yeah. that seems weird to think about, is speed being more than motion. Well, it is an emotion, right? It, it is, is, it is a an, sensation. It is something you can you can perceive. It's almost like you have uh, you know, you have kinetic energy and potential energy. Okay. Right? You can feel the potential energy in something when you look at it. You can feel it. And a lot of cars have that. They have that potential energy of of speed and his ability like to, our dragster analogy from the yeah, beginning yeah yeah sorry does not have does doesn't have it does not have it anyway that's that's one thing that i've really noticed when i was looking at his work yeah so we're gonna talk a, a little a bit filmmaker, more maker photographer and um porsche enthusiast of course which i believe you guys touched on right all right make sure you subscribe to that podcast if you're new um make sure you leave us a review if you're not or even if you are five-star review that'd be great we always get those rolling in it's really really nice to see those and don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash overquest and support the show don't be a freeloader it's only five bucks <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys next week take care Oh, 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 oh,